What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Ola, and you're listening to the Faith on Fitness podcast, where we help and inspire people to live healthier, wealthier, and more optimistic while putting God on everything. Let's get to it. Hey guys, today is actually a part of a two-part episode. It just came out that way. I didn't plan it, but this was a message that I knew I was going to share at some point, but I just wasn't sure when or how and at the same time i was just so nervous sharing this message i just know that it's been placed in my heart to share this with you guys so as the title says we are talking today about recognizing delilah delilah's if you do not have any idea what that means then you definitely need to be listening to this episode so something that I do, you know, I as I've said before on an earlier episode in the introduction that I am just getting started on my faith journey. You know, I have been a Christian my entire life. I've loved God, but I didn't really have a personal relationship with God. Not like I do now anyways. And sometimes when I don't know what to pray about or sometimes I don't know what to say or sometimes I'm just looking to hear from God I just open up my Bible right I open up the scripture and before I do that I just pray on it and I just ask God like God whatever you want to tell me whatever you want to say to me today just let me see it and this has always worked for me I know sometimes some people might do it differently but this works for me and you know, um, for some of you guys that don't know, you know, Clubhouse is a new app right now. People go on there, they talk to each other, provide a value for each other. And I, it was placed on my heart to start a woman's prayer and encouragement uh, meeting on Monday mornings. And so for the first morning that I was going to do this, I was so nervous and I had no idea why I was nervous, but I was nervous, right? And I was praying up and down, like, God, just talk to me. Let me know what I'm going to say to these women. I don't have no idea what I'm going to do because I'm not a preacher or anything. I don't claim to be. I'm just a girl who loves God and loves her life because of God, right? So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So, of course, I went down to my good old-fashioned, just pray over the Bible and open it up. And it came to the book on Samson and Delilah. You guys, I have never heard this story before this moment. And, or at least I've heard, maybe I've heard the story before, but hadn't really clicked like this. So for those of you guys that don't know, the story of Samson and Delilah comes from the book of Judges. And the story talks about Samson, who is a powerful man, strong man of God, who God has destined and has purposed for so much. It talks about how when uh, Samson was born, even before he was born, he was formed in such a way that was so powerful, that was going to be pleasing to God. And he had a mission Oh, this is so good, you guys. He had a mission and a purpose for his life even before he was born. And it was so obvious to the people that he came across that he was a powerful man, right? And people were trying to figure out, like, where does his power come from? But only Samson and God knew where his power came from. So spoiler alert, (laughs) 
His power came from his hair. His power was within his hair. And you know, one thing I love about the Bible is that it is as spiritual as it is practical. And some of the stories, they are absolutely true, but some of them are just metaphorical. But I love this because when you think about this story, you think about how his power, it was in our hair. And I think about contemporary or modern times as right now, it's so empowering. And that was one of the stories that I was able to share with the woman that, you know what? Each and every single one of us has a strength, has a power in which we have been God given from the day we were born. But even before we were born, we had a purpose and we each had different strengths in our in our talents, in our gifts and different things that we are capable of in order to fulfill our purpose for our lives. Now, I know that this isn't necessarily the part that we're talking about today, but it's really important to understand this part because it is um, relevant to this part two of this episode, but at the same time, this story is so full of wisdom. Now, the second part of this story, Samson, he ended up uh, sleeping with a prostitute called Delilah and he actually fell in love with her. He fell in love with Delilah. Result of that, he became vulnerable to her. So the men of the Philistines, the people who were trying to um, kill Samson, were trying to like take his power away, were trying to get him in a, in a position of vulnerability, used the love that he had for Delilah against him. And they pursued and they asked Delilah to seduce him into telling her his power and where it lied. Now, she tried so many times over and over and over again for him to tell her where his power lied. And he would lie to her and he would say different things. But finally, because of the love that he had for her and the seducing power that Delilah had over him, she was able to get it from him. And she then divulged that secret, which was the power uh, that Samson had was in his hair to the Philistines. And that was his demise. And guess what? As a result of that, Samson was never able to fulfill the purpose that God had for him because he had lost his strength. Woo! Like for me, this was so good because I remember at this point, I had taken a break off social media I was just getting back into it and I was like, God, I thought I, I actually went to the Bible for a totally different reason that day. I was like, God talked to me about this, but God ended up telling me about something else. And he, he came to tell me that, look, Ola, social media is like a Delilah in your life. Because some of the things that I was seeing at a point there, some of the things that I was that I was viewing was making me to feel like I was inadequate in some ways and that my life wasn't. Uh, going the way that I planned it, even though God's plans are better than my plans. But I was just starting to be in a, in a comparison mindset. And I started to feel um, overwhelmed with just like, with just, I wasn't sure what I needed to be doing. And then God became, began to reveal other things in my life that were Delilah's like people who didn't genuinely have interests in what I was doing people who were disgenuine about their love who were had fake love who were low-key haters and just started like it wasn't just that um the Delilah story isn't just to talk about how um Simpson was able to be seduced by a woman but a lot of us are being seduced um in the metaphorical sense by so many other things in our lives 
right? So today we're talking about how can you recognize the Delilahs? How can you recognize those things or those people who are coming against you to steal your purpose, to steal your strength, to bring you down so that way you don't realize your purpose or so that way you're not able to fulfill the, the amount of greatness that's within you. So there are so many things that we need to recognize as those things, as those Delilahs in our lives. For example, romantic relationships. Some of you right now are in relationships that are not feeding you, your relationships that are not good for you. Some of you are right now in abusive relationships, whether physical or mental, it doesn't matter that person and you doesn't even have to be as serious or as deep as abuse but sometimes the person who you're with your significant other your boyfriend or girlfriend is someone who's not genuinely happy for you isn't genuinely supporting you doesn't genuinely want you to do what is good because it's threatening to them some of you guys your delilahs in your lives right now are friends those frenemies that you know you on the down low you really don't like each other but you still decide to go out for dinners you still decide to spend time you still decide to tell them like your intimate details about your life secrets that you don't want anybody to know knowing that this person isn't a true friend some of you guys unfortunately some of the delilahs in your life are family members that aunt <laughs> that uncle that cousin who's not really there for you who's not really wanting the best for you but they're there but you need to recognize that and you need to be aware of that and you need to do something that's going to protect your strength that's going to protect your purpose that's going to protect your happiness some of us we are in jobs or we have sources of income that we're like okay we need to we, i need to do this because i need to make an income and pay my bills and yes i'm not telling you to quit your job there is a reason for you to have a source of income, of course, but sometimes they're not making you happy. Sometimes you come home, you're stressing your kids, you're stressing your family, you're stressing your 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 partner, talking about this job that you hate, and you're acting as if you're stuck, like you can't just go and find another job or start to pursue a business or a side hustle that'll make you happy or another hobby. These are the things that are in your life right now that we need to recognize the things that are holding us back from our from our purpose. And God wants us to have those things. He wants us to to be fully grounded in our purpose for him but we need to be able to recognize the things that are going to come against them you know something that i can really relate with sometimes is some of the things that we feel that make us happy or makes us feel like we need them tend to actually be the things that are destroying us like at some point i realized that i really liked compliments from the person that i was dating and it was really important for me to receive those compliments to make me feel cherished by the person that i was with but and the other side of that, if I became so obsessed with that thing that I felt like I needed, there could be another guy, there could be another, you know, another source of somebody just giving me so many compliments and then me falling for that person or me falling into the traps of that person. Maybe that person is not for me, but as a result of my expectation of receiving compliments, that thing can become like a Delilah and I could be seduced with compliments and seduced with affirmations that now I am going off and I'm veering off of the path that God wants for me because I think I need this thing or this thing makes me happy. So Delilahs don't always have to be the things that make us sad or make us angry or that we dread. They can be actually things that make us happy because that's how it works. Just like Samson, the person who he loved, the person he fell for, the person that he was seduced by was something that made him feel good. And that's how the devil works. He makes us feel good about things, makes us think like we need things or want things and are happy about things. But these things are actually coming against what is good for us and what is meant for us and what is deserving of us. 
And so we need to be aware of that. And one thing I realized was like, okay, you know, my love language, yes, my love language is words of affirmation, but there are other ways that people can show me love. And I don't need to get stuck on that one form of love only. And so you need to be aware. Once you're aware, once you recognize these things and you're able to know that when it's coming, you're prepared for it. And another really big one that a lot of people struggle with is their thoughts. Our thoughts can be Delilah's in our lives. And sometimes it's so bad and sometimes it's the worst one because we may not even be aware of it. You know, I'm glad the conversation has started around mental health and everything, but a huge Delilah in our lives is depression. You know, God wants us to be happy. God tells us that we are going to go through things. We're not meant to be happy 24-7, but we're going to go through things. But a lot of times we allow those things to consume us. And I'm speaking from experience because, you know, depression is something that I would say that I've I've been dealing with since like probably 11th grade. And as I get closer to God and as my relationship with God gets stronger, I'm coming to understand that the thoughts that I've once had and the things that and the way that I once thought about depression is part of the devil's plans to ruin us. And guys, I want to say this with so much um, sensitivity because I understand that some people have mental health illnesses in which they need to like medicate and, you know, you know, seek help for and things like that. But There's a lot of people out there who are getting stuck in this cycle of depression and even suicidal thoughts that are not actually of them, that are coming from other places. We need to be aware that there is spiritual warfare out there. And I don't want to go too much into that today, but there really is. And you guys, this literally happened to me early uh, 2020. March of la- around March of last year, I had joined this um, business boot camp for women. So this business boot camp was put on um, by this successful businesswoman, or she also has a podcast, one of the podcasts that I love. Actually, it's called Blessed and Bossed Up. So shout out Blessed and Bossed Up. And she was putting on this um, business boot camp with a whole bunch of other different women. And I was learning so many things. And I'm even getting goosebumps as I'm talking right now because I could feel the Holy Spirit. And just whenever I talk to these women, anytime that we were in a group together, I was just feeling myself just being filled with the Holy Spirit and just being a different and just growing. But this was supposed to be a 14 day, I think it was. Yeah, 14 days or 10 days, I think, boot camp of where every single day we learned a different thing about business and just like finances. And it was just so insightful. And this was a free thing as well, too. So it was really insightful. And I was so glad that I was able to jump on this when I had the opportunity to jump on this. But by day one, I was feeling so good. I was just, I could just feel like I said, the Holy Spirit was surrounded by me. But Let me tell you guys, by day two, the devil had entered my thoughts, had entered my mind, and I was having suicidal thoughts. And you know, it's something that I've never really, I've never shared this with anybody. My family knows about this because they went through it with me. But let me tell you guys how I literally wrote a letter to my family, to my loved ones, one by one, telling them how... I was sorry. I was telling God that I was sorry. And I was talking as if I'd already took my own life. And this was so crazy because the feeling of sadness, the feelings of loneliness had consumed me so much to the point where I was like, I left my house. I like turned my phone off. Nobody could get a hold of me. And I was 
just driving around for hours and hours and hours and I just literally could not see myself back at home that day. That's how dangerous my mind was at the time. Those were dangerous. My thoughts were at the time. Yes, I was going through a lot. Earlier that year, we had to close our business because of uh, COVID-19. Um, I was going through relationship issues. I just lost a childhood friend in a very tragic way. And I know that there was a lot of things that were built up inside of me that I wasn't properly grieving. And I was going through a lot already, but I was still hopeful to God and I was still so grateful to him for my life and everything. So how this just thought just came into my mind in literally one, two days, I just want to express to you guys and let you guys know just how powerful the devil and just will come against you when you're walking in your purpose. I was getting so much good information. I was surrounded by Christian women. I was getting so filled up. And then all of a sudden, boom, I felt this overwhelming like thought to just like take my own life to like end everything. Like what? And it, I, I know I felt, like I said, I was feeling low, but never quite like this ever. And so something that day, like I was just sitting in my car and I was feeling so low. And like I said, I could not picture myself making it home that night. I just couldn't. And it was so scary. But something just told me, call your friend, call your best friend. So I like, I called my best friend, <laughs> Macy, shout out to Macy. And I called her and I was just like, telling her everything because me and her we're, we, we're so different but we also have like so many similarities in how we grew up and everything and something just told me to call her so I called her so I went to her we spoke we just talked and I just like cried out like she knows I cried out and she's like everything's gonna be okay this and this and this we need to do this we need to do this and like man it was so good I'm getting goosebumps right now as I'm talking it was so good and I remember the next day I like came I like literally got out the paper that I wrote that devilish paper that I was writing all those terrible things about how I was feeling and I scribbled out every single thing and I scratched up that whole entire paper and something just came over me and I was like oh heck no not today devil no way you see me doing good you see me on this path and you're trying to nope no and I started writing scriptures all over that thing I wrote scriptures that was just like everything that I wanted to feel in that moment and I started writing like Jeremiah 29 11 God says I know the plans I have for you for a hope and a future I wrote like John 10 10 the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but God has come so we can have life and have it abundantly I scratched this thing up some more and I started writing like Psalm 55 22 where God says cast your burdens onto the Lord and then like Psalm 14 God says he lift oh man this one was this one was good God lifts us out of our pits of despair from the mud and the dirt and he sets our feet on solid ground and he steadies me like I was just looking at that then I realized you know, a lot of this I'm feeling right now is because of the grief of the loss. And then I was looking through the Bible and I was asking God to talk to me like, what are what does God say about those who are grieving? And he says in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And then Matthew 5, 4 says that God blesses those who mourn. So if you're mourning right now, just know that you are blessed. And on top of all of that, there's John 16, 33, which I wrote on this paper as well, where God says, let's us know that we will go through things. 
We will go through things in life. But he says, take heart that he has overcome the world. God's just saying that I got you. Life is not perfect. Life is not always going to be roses. Life is not always going to be pretty. Yes, he knows that we're going to lose the people that we love and we care about in this life, but God says he's going to bless us. He's going to give us beauty for those ashes. And one thing that I know about God is that he is so good and he keeps his promises to each and every single one of us. I know not every single person listening to us right now might have a personal relationship with God. I know that everybody might not be a Christian or even believe in God. Maybe you believe in something else. Maybe you you call it something else. But all I know is that with the scripture, it's so beautiful because I like to see it as like a book full of promises. And I'm not just saying that you should just only love God and follow God because of things that he can do for you. Um, because obviously there's, there's more than just that. But let me tell you that, that following God and growing deeper in your faith is a blessing. And sometimes when I pray, I just like to remind God of his promises. Sometimes when I'm like boo-hoo crying, like I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. I just go into the scripture and I remember what God says about me. I remember the th- promises that he has for my life. And I just sit there and I'm like, God, remember that you said this. Remember that you said this. And God just loves to hear us remind him. God encourages us to remind him. That's why the scripture is there. That's why the word is there so that we can be reminded each and every single day of his goodness and the the things that he has for us for the plans that he has for us which is for a hope and a future and something that I wanted to say earlier but you know I don't plan these things just my mind is remember to be careful with the things that you say as I mentioned I've been dealing with depressive thoughts since like grade 11 and I remember talking to like a counselor at my high school and she was telling me that you know like you should go and see a doctor and you should go and like be placed on this like maybe you might need medication and I just remember like even being that young and be like oh no like I'm not and this is somebody who has this has a degree in psychology you guys so I know that you know mental health and things is is a is a real thing I'm not downplaying it at all but I study this because there are different ways that you can actually go about you know feeling better in your heart in your mind which is one is fitness fitness has really saved me when it comes to my mental health. One is doing art, if you love art. One is music, you know. One is God's word, obviously. But there's just so many different things that you can do. But nevertheless, while you are in your sad place, or even when you're not in your sad place, in your happy place, make sure that you are speaking life into your life. Make sure that the words that you say are good. I've been trying my best to like avoid using the word depression, especially loneliness. I feel like the devil wants to use that word loneliness against me because he knows that I'm a person who really, you know, like I love people. I'm just trying to say, be careful of the words you use because the word tells us that words become flesh. The word tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so when you're talking about the things that you're going through mentally or emotionally, make sure that you're using words that are empowering make sure that you're not you know allowing extraneous diagnoses over your life but to stay on topic you guys I want us to be able to recognize the dangers of the mind the dangers of our words and the dangers of our thoughts but in a positive way to know that God is always on the throne he is seated at the throne 24 7 and he has a purpose for each and every single one of us and there are going to come 
things and times that are going to come against that. But we need to be aware of it. We need to be focused on the on God. We need to be focused on our path and our purpose so that when, when these things come, we're prepared for them. And for me, there's no stronger armor than the armor of the Lord and of the word. And so if you're not in your word yet, please, please, please get into the word. Know what God says about you. Know the promises that he has over you. Know the purpose and the will that he has for your life. And one thing that I would say to you guys is um, there's this awesome app called the Bible app. If you don't know it, um, you can download that right to your phone and you can get notifications and it will come at the time that you want it every single day and you will get to learn scripture one scripture at a time and there's topics and plans for beginners people who are even more into it or whatever but that's a tool that has really helped me especially one of the things that I love to do sometimes when I'm like okay God what does God say about this I will literally go on Google and I'll type what does the Bible say about X. Like, what does the Bible say about whatever it is that you're believing in God over your life for? And then, of course, I'll always double check because I don't want to be hearing no nonsense, like, you know, <laughs> what's not true, right? I always double check with the Bible app and make sure that that's actually what um, that it corresponds with the word. So I'll give you I'll leave you guys with those tips for today. But I really want you guys one more time to reiterate that you have a purpose, just like Samson. You have a purpose for your life. And it is good and it is strong and it's powerful. But we need to be aware that there are things that are going to come against that, which is part of life and it's natural. But we need to be ready for the warfare. We need to be ready. And how we can be ready is by being able to recognize the things in our lives, such as friends, family members, relationships, and even our own thoughts that could come to steal, kill, and destroy those plans that we that God has for us. And with that being said, next week we're going to talk about how to recognize when the Delilah is you. So you definitely do not want to miss out on the next episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Faith on Fitness podcast where we help people live lives they genuinely love. We hope you love it, share it, and please remember to subscribe and rate this episode, and we'll see you on the next one. Love and light.